Inside this bag are chips made from parsnips. A little oil, a little salt, and parsnips. That's it. Never had a parsnip? Close cousins to carrots, these roots are naturally sweet. When sliced and fried into chips, oh so crunchy and delicious. Watch out, potatoes. Parsnips are coming for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the real ninth episode of Vegetation. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. It's been a while. Yes, but we had to enjoy lots of vegetables over the holidays, and we didn't have time to talk about vegetables. That's true. We're too busy munch, munch, munching. Munching. Although, <laughs> I did get a Snapchat from one of my friends that she was making her family listen to our asparagus episode while eating asparagus, so that's what we like to see, folks. <laughs> Action. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm Bridget. And I'm Nicolette. And... <laughs> I hope you guys are ready to learn a whole lot about the parsnip, a very interesting vegetable. Mm-mm-mm. It is quite snippy. Hmm. Stay tuned. <laughs> so, to start off, let's dive into the history of the parsnip, as we usually start. Um, so, when I was doing research about the history of the parsnip, it was rather elusive because... In a lot of, like, ancient texts, people mess up the parsnip with the carrot a lot because they kind of called it the same thing. Oh, that's cool. And a lot of carrots were either white or purple back then, not um, orange, so we will do a carrot episode eventually, but some of these facts might be about the carrot, and people just don't really know. Wow. (laughs) But hopefully it's about the parsnip. So parsnips are native to Europe, and the Romans actually frequently grew them. In fact, Emperor Tiberius adored the parsnip. And every year he had them brought from France, where the colder climate allowed the roots to develop a sweeter flavor. So after they were in Europe, they eventually made their way over to North America, and that was simultaneously by the French colonists in Canada, so up north, as well as the British in the 13 colonies. And back in um, medieval Europe, they didn't really have any sugar cane or beet sugar, so they'd actually use parsnips as sweetener, and they would also make wine out of it, but they would use it... um, They would grind it up and use it in, like, cakes and cookies because of how sweet it is. So kind of as a sugar substitute. So Mm, Interesting. Europeans were just always trying to bring their vegetables around. Yeah. They were like, I guess that's kind of nice. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was the main root vegetable until about the mid-19th century, but it was then replaced as the main source of starch by the potato. So Mm. once the potato came to the main stage, the parsnip kind of got cast aside, and it has been ever since. Oh, wow. But luckily, we're bringing it to the forefront with this episode, so. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's making a bit of a comeback, one podcast at a time. One podcast at a time. We're going to learn a little (laughs) bit about just how trendy the parsnip is in 2018. Ooh. Ooh, sneaky. So the parsnip is here. It's trendy. It's alive. It's working with us. I mean, I didn't know it was trendy until very recently because I don't think I've had a parsnip until someone brought parsnip chips from Trader Joe's to work, which is what the intro of this episode was. <laughs> I was reading the back of that chip bag. Yeah, and it's a great. I mean, it's a great little passage they have there. Trader Joe's is working hard. Trader Joe's they know how to market. If they, they oh, know how to wrap things in plastic, then they know how to market. That's exactly how I feel about them. There's no better way to describe them. It works, though. It freaks me out. Um, Well, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned it because parsnips made it on the list for Whole Foods 
Um, they've predicted the trendiest foods of 2018. Trendiest foods. Guys, we usually make up the trendy part, but this is not made this up. This is not made up. We found a list online. Gurgle it, shall we? <laughs> Gurgle it. Okay, Google. Um, <laughs> it is a, a food trend. And the reason that it is is because, exactly, parsnip chips. Parsnip chips. Delicious. Go go to Trader Joe's and get some. They're you know, so we're here in Silicon Valley, and sometimes I forget that we are. Often, <laughs> almost every day. I drove by the Apple place on our way to Sunnyvale today, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's easy to forget when you're planting trees, you know, <laughs> that you live in a techie place, but... New technology has allowed us to do wonderful things with vegetables, and one of them is turn them into chips. We can turn pop almost everything. anything into a chip or pop it. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> so here we are, popping away, popping parsnips. So they are on the 2018. I like that. Popping yeah. parsnips. Popping parsnips. Yeah. Mm, okay. So. <laughs> also, that's not the only reason that parsnips are trendy. I've found them on social media for various reasons. One, they, but a lot of people have named their dogs parsnip. Mm, that is a good dog That's name. an adorable dog yep. name. Give me a little parsnip. Parsnip. You're adorable. Okay, and then another reason is a fitness sweater, also named the Parsnip, the superfood of the month for January of 2018. So, I mean, maybe this is its month, you know? It's really making a comeback. Yeah, look up. Games. Um, (laughs) Games. Um, Also, body-positive parsnips. Social media has used parsnips to create body-positive energy, especially when they're twisted up and tangled, you know? Yeah, ugly fruit, vegetables, the best. Yeah, no, but it's not ugly. It's It's beautiful. It's just seeing yourself as beautiful. Imperfect produce. Perfect. Still, have they emailed us back? No, we're on that. sponsorship, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, last but certainly not least, there is a comedian. He is 29 years old, and his name is Joe Lysett. He is British. And he's pansexual. That's pretty much all I got out of Wikipedia for the background. I've never heard of him, but, but regardless, yeah, apparently he's pretty funny. And he wrote a book called Parsnips Buttered How to Win at Modern Life One Email at a Time. <laughs> So is he telling us to butter our parsnips, or is this totally unrelated to parsnips? It's totally unrelated to parsnips, Um, um, but that's okay. You know, he's still representing the parsnip, and I I respect that. The more that you say parsnip, like, the more it'll come into our lives. Also, the more that you read the word parsnip, as I was researching yesterday, the more it looks so weird. (laughs) Like, parsnip. (laughs) So weird. Parsnip. Snip your par. Um, (laughs) And also, so the book is just him trying to explain how to maneuver the pains of life, Mm -hmm. but but not like real pain, more no. of just like getting out of your parking yeah, ticket and such. Yes, it's, it's so apparently it's pretty funny. It's gotten good feedback on Amazon. Maybe we'll check it out. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. he wants to be interviewed. <laughs> if you hear us, yeah, way. Joe, if you're listening, so are we. <laughs> um, on the other side of trendiness, people are just really mean to the parsnip. If you're doing, if you happen to like get really inspired by this podcast and do some parsnip research, you're gonna hear a lot of mean things about the parsnip. Um, here are two examples that I found on the interwebs. Number one, parsnips look pretty much like beige carrots with really wide shoulders. Oh, like, God. That, you don't need that to be hurt, like that. That hurts me. Yeah. Here's, here's even worse. Number two, a parsnip is like a pasty-faced, overweight carrot, ancient and unrefined. Oh, God. Oh, God. That is Boost just... up the parsnip, please. Seriously. Like, I could replace the word parsnip there with a lot of different things. <laughs> And I just don't feel that it's fair that they chose the parsnips pick on. I don't either. And these were, like, websites dedicated to, like, parsnips. And I was just like, can we put them in the spotlight? It's time. Put them in the spotlight, we're putting people. We're them in the spotlight. That's fine. People care for parsnips. <laughs> but in my opinion, the parsnip is trendy. This is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Whole Foods, for everything. Seriously. Especially your bulk section. It's great. And your fair trade options. Fair trade options. Good. Okay.
You know what I want to learn? Some fun facts about the parsley. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's get a crack in here, kids. Let's start with something scary. <laughs> I just sounded like a grandma. Let's get a crack in here, kids. It's not. It's what not about the say. pistachio. Anyway. I, don't I just know where the them. pistachio would fall. Probably nowhere in that chunky. Anyways, <laughs> while the root of the parsnip is edible, handling the shoots and leaves of the plant requires caution as the sap is toxic. Ooh, like Britney Spears toxic? Yes, exactly. Um, and actually, when I was reading into this, it's very weird the way that it is toxic. It like gets on your hands and then makes you really receptive to sunlight and causes like a chemical burn if you expose the sap part to sunlight. Hmm. It's weird, like parsnips. Wait. I don't know what's what's up with them, <laughs> but we can eat well, the roots. <laughs> down. Yeah, it's down. Yeah. It's what's down with them. <laughs> That's what we need to focus on. Um, another scary thing is that the parsnip looks a lot like the water hemlock because it's in the same family, which is very poisonous. So don't just go wild parsnip hunting, please. Get your parsnips from a reliable source. Oh, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. That is good to know. <laughs> well, also, people who cannot consume walnuts, parsley, or figs will probably show signs of food allergy if they eat a parsnip first. Oh, that makes sense. And you know why? The parsnip <laughs> is a member of the umbelliferae family, yeah. whose other members include carrots, parsley, fennel, and celery. Interesting. So, also, another fun thing that I found, and I put it in bold because I thought it was that fun, Right. is the umbel- made everything else bold, <laughs> I know, because I didn't want to unfold it because I'm That's lazy. That's <laughs> um, The umbelliferae, I should have practiced that, family is named for their umbrella-like flower clusters. So if you've ever seen, like, carrot flowers or parsley flowers, they do look like an umbrella. That's so cute. That is cute. Good job. Unfortunately, they're not related to the cow parsnip. Parsnips aren't related to such... To what? The cow parsnip. What's the cow smart parsnip? (laughs) It looks like a flower. It's a flower, basically. Um, It also kind of looks like an umbrella. That's weird, then. A gurgle it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that again. Um... Like I said before, the parsnip can be made into wine. I am not sure how you go about that process, and I didn't find anything (laughs) about it, but I'm sure it just involves some fermentation. That's hilarious. What if we call ourselves, like, parsnip moms instead of wine moms (laughs) (laughs) at parties? That'd be funny. Oh, God. We're not going to any parties in that case. Um, Another thing. People used to believe that the parsnip could heal a toothache or tired feet. Hmm. When it was I, false. When I ate, it was it really was just, false? Yeah. Okay, because when I ate those parsnip chips, my feet were definitely not tired anymore. That's true. I mean, it does give you energy, right? Yeah. Food, any food would give you energy, which would then revive your feet. In addition, parsnips are really high in potassium. So if you're not really feeling banana today, nice. grab a parsnip. Yeah, that's important. No cramps, no problem. Keep running, kids. Oh, did you mention the sugar? No. Well, I kind of did in the Europe. Like, um, so as I was talking about in the history, um, in Europe, they would use parsnips to sweeten jams and cakes before sugar was widely available, just because it's not even that sweet, but I guess it was sweet enough to, like, yeah. cure their sweet tooth. But yeah, for sure. Something really cool that no other vegetable does oh. is the parsnip can rest in the ground all winter with no need for root cellar storage. So you're like, oh, I kind of want a parsnip, but maybe I'll save it for three months later. Leave it in the ground. It's totally fine. Oh, that's good, you in, know. In fact, leaving it in the ground for even longer helps it develop more of a sweetness, um, and it sustains it all the way through mid-spring. So you can dig into the ground at any time when it's not frozen, and you will find a treasured sweet parsnip. you got to be patient with your parsnips, though. Yeah, that's probably why on Reddit people were, like, freaking out. They were like, you can eat parsnips raw! They taste like candy! Yeah, you can eat them raw. Yeah. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Woo! <laughs> Thank you.
Parsnip, parsnip, parsnip. How, How shall we consume you? Besides Trader Joe's roasted parsnip, <laughs> I don't think they're roasted, but parsnip chips, which taste kind of like cinnamon, even though they don't have cinnamon. Oh, man, they're so good. Okay, <laughs> so you can boil and mash them like potatoes. You can roast them. They'll get a nutty sweetness. But I found this really awesome recipe for parsnip puree. Mm. And the reason that I think it's awesome is because it's mostly coconut oil <laughs> and coconut milk. And I believe in the power of the coconut. It's very cool. So what you're going to need is you're going to need to peel about two pounds of parsnips. It's a lot of parsnips. So this is Just turn off, a large turn on a nice podcast, large recipe. maybe this one, while you're peeling those parsnips. Right. This serves three people, it says, but I think I, I think I could eat this all myself after mm-hmm. you listen to the recipe. Okay, so you peel the parsnips, and then you're going to put two tablespoons of melted coconut oil in with that. You're going to add a fourth a cup of full-fat coconut milk. It sounds delicious. Like, I could stop there, and I'd be like, I'll just eat that out of the bowl. <laughs> but <laughs> you're going to make sure you preheat the oven to 400 degrees first, because you are going to cook this. You're Maybe not just going to eat it. 425 if your oven is a little weak like ours. <laughs> mm, gotta love that. Um, so then you're just going to trim the parsnips, cut them up, throw them all together. <laughs> Um, and you're going to add all the coconut oil. Then you're going to add a cup of water, some dried thyme. Water? Yeah. Cause no, I, that's, no, that's after you roast it. First roast for 20 yeah, to 25 minutes. You're right. It would be hard to roast them if they were in. Right, well, no, I'm just reading off the, the rest <laughs> of the ingredients because they continually sound delicious. Because you so got, roast them and then add the water. Right, right. What she said. <laughs> okay, so you're going to blend until pureed. Then you're going to add... The coconut milk and the water to that. You're okay. going to add your pureeing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Then you're going to want to put in. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> then you add the thyme. You're going to add some cinnamon, salt, Ooh. and nutmeg. That sounds delicious. This is insane. Like, instead of pasta night, we need to have a parsnip night. Parsnip night. Parsnip night. Come around. Come through. Okay. <laughs> um, And then you can always add more water if you want it thinner. Then you spoon it into a bowl. You sprinkle on some pepper. And if desired, you can garnish. Garnish. What a fancy word. That is a fancy word. It's like food decorations with some (laughs) thyme leaves. If you don't have a lot of time. If you don't have a lot of time. I'm trying to make a thyme pun. (laughs) That's a good one. If you don't have a lot of time, you can skip the garnish. This more time. No, it's good. So uh, basically, those are all my favorite things. (laughs) Cinnamon, parsnips today. Don't forget. And coconut coconut oil. And milk. That's nuts. Ooh, I want it right now. Let us know if you tried the recipe. We honestly haven't tried out any of the ones that we've talked about. Anyways. Don't mention that. <laughs> you know but... us for more information. <laughs> so you know how earlier I was talking about how you can kind of leave the parsnip in the ground for a long time? And that mm-hmm. was why it was really popular... Um, when they didn't have, like, refrigeration, because you could always just reach in the ground and grab a parsnip if you were hungry. That's Super good. cool. But if you want to grow your own parsnips, you're going to have to have some patience, because the parsnip requires a long growing season, and the distinctive sweet flavor of the roux will only develop after a hard frost. So I don't know if we could grow parsnips here. I don't know if we got a hard enough frost, you know? Yeah, probably not. But, um... Even so, it's actually grown in the southern part of the United States. Interesting, yeah. and it has become a favorite of cold climate gardeners. That is two sentences that don't make sense. Okay, <laughs> because it is one of the hardiest vegetables, it can overwinter easily with careful mulching. So, if you like cover it with some straw, it'll make it through the winter. 
And well, if you're ready, there are always some surprising areas of the South that are cold. That's true. I haven't been to the South. So oh, I don't know. no, like Florida frost. And if you've seen the Northeast at all recently, oh, it is in chaos. Oh, we're going to talk about that. South and North. So it's happening. Um, so if you're ready to plant your parsnip seeds, they do not like rich, fertile soil. Instead, they prefer average soil. So if you just have some average soil, parsnips are for you. Um, they also like a loose loam. Loam mm. is a fun word. Yeah. <laughs> Parsnips are very slow to germinate, so approximately three weeks until you're going to see a little sprout. It's a long time to wait. That's, like, about as long as it takes for the radish to become a radish, so you got to be patient. And you can direct seed in early to mid-spring. You want to plant the seed about half an inch deep, one inch apart, in rows about 18 to 24 inches apart. And then once you have little seedlings in about three weeks, you can thin them to four inches apart. I like that. Yeah, very interesting. I don't have any parsnips on the farm right now because I don't think we have a hard enough frost, but... I do have some peas that are coming in quite nicely. Okay. It's another topic. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Vegemication. Mm-hmm. We were happy <laughs> to be here. I missed you guys. I you guys are too. <laughs> How many listens we have now? Ooh. I haven't quite reached fame, but we're getting close. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wearing sunglasses in public, just in case, and a large hat. Yeah, you never know when someone's going to come up to you and be like, are you that Vegemication podcast? Because, <laughs> I don't know, my friends have been sharing it a lot, so I bet random people are listening. Yeah, you just can't speak. You can't speak in public. We can show our faces. <laughs> we have to wear muzzles. <laughs> we have to wear Darth Vader masks. That would be hilarious. Um, if you ever want to be interviewed or if you have anything to say about any fruit or vegetable, just you can email us, Facebook message us. We might get back to you. We might not. It's chill. Um, it yeah. Is. Other than that, the parsnip is really cool. I asked my mom about it because I was like, I don't think I've ever had a parsnip. And she was like, they're really popular in the Midwest. So mm, Interesting. We should maybe, talk to some people. Yeah. If you're from the Midwest and you have some Could opinions about parsnips, let us sure. know. And one last thing is when I was doing some research, I found the parsnip restaurant and lounge, which sounds classy yeah it looks classy too and i was on their website it's located in cambridge massachusetts and then at the very top they have this big parsnip will be closed today due to snow emergency wow which is pretty scary so if you're an east coast listener please stay safe we're thinking of you i'm from the east coast a lot of my friends are all snowed in but a lot of them live in boston so i should tell them they should head over when it clears up cambridge is a very cool city i have two friends from cambridge nice if you're snuggled in and you happen to have a parsnip somewhere and you're like snowed in you're like oh i wonder what i could do with this parsnip there's a lot of things you can do with it Mm -mm -mm -mm. what (laughs) can't you do with the parsnip let's be honest well next week we're gonna have a extra special super fun episode because it's our 10th we made it this far somehow this random idea we had in the back of a van became yeah oh my god all good things happen (laughs) Anyway. <laughs> and we might release a behind the scenes, so Ooh. be on the lookout and have a great vegetable day. <laughs> See you soon. Okay. <laughs>